This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And tonight I'm discussing the topic, when government becomes your God. Now, I just mentioned that I'm in the D.C. area. And in my particular area, businesses have began to board up their establishments in preparation for the election because depending on the results of the election, they don't know if people are going to riot or not. And just to be real clear and specific, they're talking about the, the because D.C. voted, I think, 90 percent in favor of Hillary. So D.C., Maryland and Northern Virginia are very blue states. They're very Democratic and liberal states. So the only reason that they will be expecting anybody to riot is based off of if Trump gets reelected for a second term. So they're basing this, um, th- these businesses are preparing their establishments for whatever might happen, whatever the outcome may be. You know, we're not going to get too deep into the details of the election tonight, but, you know, I want to talk about it from a different perspective. I want to talk about what is it in a person? What would possess a person to feel compelled to riot depending on the outcome of the election. What is it about this particular election that people are so in, in people are so invested in it? Okay, I, I understand that it is the president, it is an election, it is only every, every four years, but how can somebody be so captivated, so enthralled to the point where if whoever your party is, if they don't win, then you're gonna feel the need to riot. You're gonna feel the need to express yourself in such a way that you will tear up a city. And so I want to talk about what the mindset of that is tonight. And at some point, I'll probably open up the line. We haven't opened up the line in a while, but I will. um, (laughs) I want to talk about that. What will possess somebody to do that? What will possess somebody to do that? I'm not going to mess with this line now. It's going to break my concentration. So that being said, right, what's really going on is this election is different. Because people genuinely believe that their livelihood is at stake, depending on the outcome of their election. So this is something that you hear almost every election cycle. If, you know, the Republicans win, it's going to be the end of America. If the Democrats win, it's going to be the end of America. But there's a different spirit about it. There's a different feel to it. It's a little bit more of a tangible concept these days. Uh, A little bit more of a tangible concept these days because... Uh, There are different issues that are going on when you really look at the issues that are talking points. When you really look at the talking points of America today and what what's really on the table, what's really being discussed. Right. We're talking about it's not just about your taxes being higher or lower. It's not this is not the old type of government where the the biggest issue is, you know what I mean, what my taxes are going to be. Now we're having conversations about what is a man? What is a woman? Okay. Uh, what is marriage? Who is entitled to marry? What type of drugs should be legal? All of these different type of topics, right? 
uh, when when is when is life considered life? When am I permitted to have an abortion if I'm permitted to have an abortion at all? These are the type of topics that are now deemed as political. And even though these topics have been called political, the fact of the matter is these topics really are, are things that are reserved for God. God determines what a man is and what a woman is. God determines when life is conceived. God determines, you know, if we should be able to use drugs or not. God determines all of these different things. He determines who is supposed to marry and what a marriage is supposed to look like. All of these things God has laid out for us in this Bible. But the fact of the matter is that because people have strayed so far away from the Bible, what's happening is they are now looking for someone to play the position of God. And one thing that this election cycle has taught me and one thing that I've just noticed in general is that regardless of how a person identifies, whether it be a person who's a believer, a person who's a Muslim, a person who's an atheist, a person who's agnostic. The fact of the matter is there's something within humanity that acknowledges the existence of good and evil. There's something within humanity that recognizes that, hey, there's there's something that that just feels good to me or, 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 you know, something I perceive as good and something that I perceive as evil. And understanding that now, it goes to show our innate desire for a God, because when we vote, we're voting in accordance to what we perceive as right and wrong. Now, granted, if somebody doesn't know the Lord, they're going to have a perverted perception of what's right and what's wrong. They're not going to know right from wrong. Or they're going to have selfish ambition to try to feed whatever type of lust and, and, and you know, greed or perversion that they have within themselves. Right. So what's happening is what the election tells us or, or more specifically what I'm talking about tonight, what the response to the election tells us is man's acknowledgement of his dependability. Right. His acknowledgement of being dependent. The fact that. Man believes that someone outside of myself or something outside of myself controls and affects my life. It's saying I'm not God after all. You know how people walk around and say I am God and all this different stuff. You know, when people respond to the election in this way, what they're really telling us is I'm not God after all. To the point of if this one man <laughs> gets into this one office or even a woman because you know joe biden he got about i don't, I don't want to speak nothing over him but he looked like he <laughs> he ready to go any day now so you know if his vice president kamala harris gets in and it's going to be a woman but this one person that gets in this office if this person gets into this office people are treating it like they're just going to have this outrageous effect on my life my life is just going to be so impacted by this one person who's getting into this one office now i've been on this earth for 36 years now and i've been an adult for i guess uh at least half of them because half of uh 36 is 18 and the fact of the matter is whoever was president at that particular time really didn't even impact my day-to-day -day life it really was as simple as, you know, you, if you live a certain type of way, if you work hard, if you do what you're supposed to do, if you can carry yourself with integrity, if you show up at your job on time, 
if you treat people right, things will, will generally go right in your life. And especially if you serve the Lord, things will generally go right in your life. But when someone doesn't know the Lord or when someone just is completely invested in not having a reverence of who's really in control, not having an understanding of who's really in control, they almost treat this office of the president like it's God himself, especially the godless. Those who who don't understand that God is sovereign, who don't understand, as the scripture says, that the hand of a king is in the excuse me, that the heart of a king is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it whithersoever he will. <laughs> you know that God essentially chooses who he's going to appoint as king, who he's going to sit down when people don't understand that when they don't have a relationship with God. This is the reason why people riot. This is the reason why people say, even though none of them did it, you know, the first time they said, if Trump wins the election, I'm moving out of the country. I'm going to Canada. I highly doubt that anybody actually got up and left to Canada, maybe one or two people. But uh, some of them celebrities said it and they still here and I'm still waiting for them to move. But the fact of the matter is, regardless of whether you lean, whether you lean to the left or whether you lean to the right, there's just this sentiment of people where they want someone to be their God. And when you don't have the true God, you make government your substitute. And what happens is it causes people to go into what the Bible calls derision, right? So what I want to do, I, I just want to read one scripture or one part of a scripture where Israel was demanding the king. And we actually mentioned this on Thursday's Bible study, but it's in First Samuel chapter 8. Beginning at verse one, it says, and it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now, the name of his firstborn was Joel and the name of his second, Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba and his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre, that's money, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. OK, so they wanted to be like everybody else. Verse six. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken, listen unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. Listen to this. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. So what you find is that Israel wanted this king so bad. They, they, they had a want to be like everybody else complex. They had even a little bit of a savior complex and the fact that they were so focused on what was going on with Samuel's sons. And, but, but if you look at the reason they gave, they said, we want to be like the people around us. And then God said, why is this? He said to Samuel, they haven't rejected you, Samuel, but in actuality, they've rejected me. And what's the reason that God gives? He says that I should not reign over them. So these people, the Israelites during this time, they didn't want God to reign over them. And this is why people get so uh, fanatic, fanatical. 
that's not I'm not even, that's that's the that word works but there's a there's a word I want to use that's not coming to me right now but people get so caught up in this election because they don't want to be reigned over by God they want to be reigned over by their own dictates now in government when we function in a democracy America is a democracy it's actually a um it's a republic but you know we function by voting so it's a democracy in that respect and that being said okay what that essentially means is that the people choose who they want to be in charge and that's why people look to government so much because what government is supposed to be is supposed to be public service so when you elect a mayor a governor they're supposed to be representing the sentiment the perspective and the values and the initiatives of their constituents, the people that live in their city or their district or their state, that's what government is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a representation of the people. So this is this is the luxury of having a uh, a king, right? Or in our case, a president, because unlike God, a king is malleable. A, a president is malleable. What that means is that Something that's malleable means that I can take it and I can kind of mold it into the shape that I want it to be in. So when you elect a human man, a human man, a human man is subject to change. A human man is not like God who will just uh, basically be unchanging. He's never going to change. A human man is someone that for the right amount of money, for the right amount of influence, for the right for the right man, for the right woman, for the right clout, for the right. Whatever it is, man has the potential to be compromised. And then when you elect an official, what you're kind of doing is you're you're tailoring, you're tailoring this person to form a world that I want to live in. So if I'm on the left, the extreme left, right? Uh, well, let me not say left, right. If I'm on, or, or the right, if I'm on, on the extreme left or the extreme right, because whether you vote left or right, there's, there's sensible people on both sides. But I'm speaking more so about the the extreme, because anybody who's going to be the ones that are going to riot, anybody who's going to be the ones that are going to burn the city down or throw a hissy fit or claim that they're moving to another country, that's that's the extreme. So anybody that's on the extreme, they're trying to form a world that works best for them. And that's 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 OK, because that's what voting is about. But it gets out of touch when you try to do things that go beyond God. So if Trump wins, I don't know if he's going to win, if he's not going to win. You know, they say Biden is ahead in the polls in a lot of the swing states, which is important, you know. So I really don't know who, the Lord, let me say it this way, the Lord has not told me who is going to win or who's not going to win. But if Trump does win in many of these major cities, which tend to be Democratic cities, don't be surprised if you see riots, and I'm not the only one that thinks it. That's why the stores are boarding up these places now. Don't be surprised if you see riots, right? So what I'm going to do now, I'm just going to go to the comments, uh, just kind of see what folks are saying, because I got another point I want to get to as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get to this point right now, in fact, because people are so fanatical now, and people are so extreme now that... They will ostracize you if you are choosing one candidate over another. So sensible people can come together and have a conversation and you can state your case about why 
you think Joe Biden is the best candidate or why you think Donald Trump is the best candidate. And you can shake hands, have lunch, be friends, go to the ball game and not think anything more of it. But now it's gotten to the place where those days are pretty much over. Okay, people are so and and this gets back to that God, this conversation that I'm having about government becoming your God, because it's almost becoming an idol to where if you say something about my candidate, then now you are practically the devil. Or as a matter of fact, this is what's really happening. If you vote for the candidate that I don't like, then you are basically the devil. Right. (laughs) And this is what people are really really going to you can't really have a sensible conversation these days and i think that's why a lot of folks if donald trump does win what that will reveal is it will reveal the fact that some people have been so vocal about their vitriol and their and they've been so passionate about this race that other people feel silenced what they say is that if Trump wins, then it's going to be because of the, quote, shy Trump voters. The shy Trump voters are the people that uh, support Trump, but they don't feel like they can tell it to folks because other folks believe that he is basically they call him literal Hitler and all of these different things because of what the media has said. So we've gotten to the point where people can't even have sensible conversations. You got somebody like Lil Wayne has recently met with Donald Trump to talk about influence of African-American people in this country and what he can do to benefit them. Ice Cube has come to the table with the I forget what he calls it, like the, the something about basically some contract with black America or something like that. 50 Cent briefly said that he was going to vote for Trump because he didn't like Biden's tax plan. And all of these people basically got dragged on on Twitter. All of these people basically just got to the point where it was like people were so upset. They didn't even say they were voting for Trump. Well, 50 did. But, you know, as far as Lil Wayne and um, Ice Cube, they didn't even say that they were voting for Trump. They just said that they sat down with him and had a conversation. Lil Wayne said the conversation went really well. But what you saw is that, unfortunately, people are so conditioned to think a certain type of way that because these were three or two black black men that sat down with Donald Trump right and had a conversation with him people were saying they're not black they're puppets they're tokens they're this they're that and all of these different type of things now I think it's pretty sad that somebody can't have a conversation because what's really happening is Lil Wayne Yes, he's from, you know, New Orleans. He's from Holly Grove and he, he, you know, he's been, he came up a hood dude and all of that, but he's well-traveled. Okay. Say what you want about Wayne. I know he look a certain way. He looked crazy. He, he probably got a couple of demons who knows, but the fact of the matter is he's well-traveled. He's seen a lot of the world. Ice Cube is an older guy. Now he's seen a lot of the world and even 50 Cent. He's he's a well-traveled person. He's seen a lot of the world. So even though these are rappers and all this, and we think of them as entertainers, the fact of the matter is these are grown men who understand that if you want to get anything done, you come to the table and you have discussions as men and as women. But folks are so emotional 
and they're so driven by emotion that they don't even understand the fact that this is how real life happens. In real life, people negotiate. In real life, people voice their concerns in a civil manner. You know, in real life, this is how business is done. This is how business is conducted. But if you spend your life living on Twitter, right, then you're going to just think that everything is just emotional, that that it's all about how you feel in that given moment. And unfortunately, that's what we see a lot from the extreme left as far as like riding and all of this stuff. Facts don't really matter. Facts don't really matter. And what we're really witnessing, I don't want to get off topic, but we're really witnessing the fruit of a generation or now several generations, specifically in the black community that have not had fathers. And because of the absence of fathers, right? I think they say more than like 70% of black children today are brought up in single parent homes. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what they say more than 70%. And if that's the case, now we've got to investigate or, or now we got to figure out why, why is it that facts don't matter? Logic doesn't matter. Uh, you know, perspective doesn't matter. All of the reaction is just emotional. Why is that? It's because people are angry. People are hurt. But more specifically, when you're not raised with a father who brings logic first, I'm not saying women are illogical, but what I am saying is that men think logic first. Okay, this is how men supposed to think. They're supposed to think logic first, okay? Doesn't mean that you don't have emotions. Men do have emotions, but you're not emotional. It's, there's a difference between having emotions and being emotional, okay? Being emotional means that the, your, your, your gut response or even, in fact, your gut reaction, because you're entitled to have an emotional response. But being emotional means that your gut response is to to react with emotion and not to react with logic. So this is why so much chaos is going on in the country now, because people are just really worried about emotion. They don't even care about logic, you know, and, and, and if you're a guy, you probably witnessed this in your life. You probably have had a girlfriend or something like that. And she comes to you with a problem. She comes to you about she got into it with somebody on her job. She going through a family situation. She's stressed out about this. And in your mind as a guy, you're trying to solve the problem. You want to be solution oriented. So and as a man who is solution oriented, you start troubleshooting the issue. You start saying, well, well, you know, maybe this is the issue or maybe this is what needs to happen. And the worst thing you can do as a guy is to make her think about what she could have done differently in the situation. Because the fact of the matter is, a lot of times when your girl comes to you with that, all she wants to do is just get it off her chest. She doesn't want logic. She doesn't want solutions. She just wants to rehearse the issue. She might want you to feel sympathy or compassion with her or for her. She basically just just wants to talk about the issue, but she doesn't want to actually solve the issue. So when someone like Ice Cube, who did say that he reached out to both Republicans and Democrats, but Democrats said, I'm going to meet with you after the election. Trump's folks said we can meet with you before. So that's why he met with Trump's folks first. But anyway, 
when people see them come to the table and be solutions oriented, that becomes an issue because they don't think in terms of solution. Okay. They think, and I don't mean no disrespect saying it this way, but they think like that. I'm saying this way. They think like that emotional girlfriend that comes to you and she's just like, I'm upset. And she just wants to be upset in the moment. There's a lot of people that are angry, that are upset, and they just want to be upset in the moment, regardless of what you present to them. And there's nothing that you can do with that. But I think it's really sad that as a black man in these guys case, or just as a black person, period, you can't just say, I want to vote for this person. I want to vote for that person. Somewhere in their minds it's been ingrained, right? That, uh, you have to think a certain way. You have to have this monolithic type of thought if you are a black person. And if you go against it at all, then, you know, you ain't black, as Joe Biden would say. And I just think that's really sad. I think it's especially sad that 50 Cent, after he did the tax thing, the lady that he used to date, Chelsea Handler, who used to have a, I don't know if she still has it or not. She She's a late night talk show host, and I guess she's a comedian. She used to date 50 Cent. She said that she had to call him and remind him that he was black, which I thought was just the most insulting thing that you can say as if to say, like, you know, basically like she has some sort of control over him, you know, or, or, or even more to say that because he's black, he's not allowed to think any type of different way. He's not allowed to think for himself. He's not allowed to prioritize what he thinks is important and what he doesn't think is important. Right. So that was insulting. As a matter of fact, her name being Handler, after that, I'm genuinely wondering now, thinking now that she probably is literally 50 Cent's Handler, you know, as far as I know. Because after she called him and as she said, she was going to, you know, give him a little cookie, if you know what I mean, he then reneged on what he said. And then he just fell back in line right where he's supposed to be as the trained Negro man that he is. But anyway, aside from all of that, you know, carnal talk, what I really want to talk about is how that feeds into that God complex, that whoever we elect becomes our savior. And you look at these people in the Bible, they, uh, God said the reason why is that they don't want me to reign over them. That's what they really don't want. So if you even think about the quote unquote black community, and I thought about these scenarios. The first thing I was asking myself is, why is it that all of the leaders in the black community these days tend to be rappers and athletes? Why why is it and 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 I'm not saying that their opinions aren't valid or anything like that, but why is it that Donald Trump is meeting with Ice Cube and Lil Wayne and Kanye West, even though he's a little more political now, and uh Steve Harvey like why is he meeting why is it that the black person that comes to the table is a rapper or a celebrity why is Joe Biden meeting with Cardi B why is he on the breakfast club even though they they probably a little more insightful than Cardi B but the point is it's, it's like th this quote-unquote leadership these leaders of the black community for whatever reason it's all coming from athletes rappers or entertainers no one insightful no one <laughs> let me back up these people can be insightful but 
no one from any field that actually pertains to anything that actually matters. Okay, sports does matter, but it's disposable. Rap, music, and music in general, that does matter, but it's disposable. Entertainment does matter, but it's disposable. So no one from any field in life that actually has any sort of real value comes to these comes to the table. But then after I thought about that, I actually asked the because I've actually asked that question before. So it wasn't anything new. But this new question came to me. Who is the leader of the Asian community? Who is the leader of the Indian community? Who is the leader of the Native American community? Who is the leader of the Filipino community? Who is the leader of the Japanese community? Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Who is even really the leader of the white community? Do you see where I'm going with this? Something about black people, we, are, we feel compelled to have some sort of leader. No other race or ethnicity has a leader that you can point to. They might have, you know, a few leaders here and there, some people that's in certain positions, da 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 But the fact of the matter is they come to this country or maybe they were born in this country. They build families. The, 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 somebody leads that family, most likely a father or something like that. And maybe they even have communities. You might have a community leader, something like that. But the fact of the matter is, like, there's not just this clamor of feeling the need for a leader and what is the what is this desire for this need to have a leader right it's twofold one is the fact that a leader means that i have less accountability instead of just coming here leveraging the rights that have been established in this country and all this stuff instead of just coming here and just navigating your way you know you think asians have not experienced racism you think indians have not experienced racism here you know that granted African-Americans do have a, or let me say black people, black people do have a unique uh, experience here, you know, that has uh, set them back in certain ways over the course of time. But my point is this sort of uh, centralized leader and this sort of centralized thought, if you let it, it can be a form of bondage because now my thinking is not dependent on me and my relationship with God. My thinking is dependent on whatever, however I'm supposed to think, however my leader is supposed to think, as opposed to just going to God on the vertical, cultivating your relationship with him and letting him navigate your life. And that's the second part of my uh, two points I was going to make is that the second reason is just this desire for like some leader or something like that is we got to get alone with God, get alone with God, because if you get alo alone with him, just like he says, he will reign over you. Jesus Christ is my leader, quote unquote. There's no man down here that is my leader or there's no woman down here that is my leader. And there's no one that I'm looking to to be my leader. I don't need a leader. I need God. And when but when government becomes your God. You begin to look to this leader, right, as the person who, who has so much influence and just so much. What is that? So let me let me just let me let me get on here. You know, I'm trying not to get in trouble tonight, but I just think it's just sad. The, the sort of indoctrination and the sort of muzzling, the sort of muzzling that that is here because it does not allow you to be free if you're not allowed to think freely. That's the worst type of 
freedom that you can possibly have. And the thing about it is people base so much of how they think you're supposed to think off of false information. Half the people that say half this stuff or, or have these thoughts, they haven't even researched these issues. They haven't done any background. They're, they're being spoon fed by the media. And then they want to bring that spoon fed media stuff over to you and try to feed you with a spoon with it. And I'm going to be just like that little baby in the meme. You're going to be trying to feed me with the spoon. And I'm like, mm -mm, nope, <laughs> I'm reading this Bible. This Bible is, is what I need to navigate this life. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. You know, I've been on a little bit of a soapbox tonight, but but it is what it is. So what I want to do now for real is I want to go to the chat and just kind of see what folks are talking about. I'm also going to open up the phone lines in case anybody wants to weigh in on this topic. The only thing I do ask is that if you do call in, uh, if you call in, because <laughs> I, I don't think y'all going to call in, but if you call in, uh, just talk about what we're talking about tonight. You know, I love when, you know, folks come on and they have a wonderful testimony and all that stuff. And look at the Lord, if you so stirred up in the spirit that <laughs> you got to tell it, tell it. But but let's talk about what we're talking about tonight. So in the meantime, let me go down here. I see folks joining in. God bless you, Sherry. Praying like Esther. Praise the Lord. She, Esther says something interesting. She says it's an evil controlling spirit. And Brittany C. says it's the Antichrist spirit. And what they're speaking about is the first thing that I brought up on here, which basically said that why oh, I said, what will possess somebody to want to riot if the election doesn't go the way that you think it should go? And I mean, let me let me say this real quick. It is the Antichrist spirit, because what what's, what folks are really angry about, they're really angry about the fact that if. Trump is uh, reelected or something like that, then it's going to slow down my, how can I put it? Ba basically, a lot of the liberal stuff that's getting pushed ahead, like the transgenderism, transgenderism, you know, a lot of these LGBT ideologies, a lot of this drug paraphernalia and stuff like this, a lot of these abortion rights, people are afraid that, that that's going to get taken away because conservative conservatism i'm not sure if that's a word <laughs> but uh generally they preserve the constitution which theoretically was founded upon godly principles now we know that there's a lot of issues with conservatives because they're humans there's a lot of issues with democrats because they're humans so neither one of these parties is, is really perfect nowhere near perfect as a matter of fact you know, a lot of this election, who knows if whether they're elected or selected, you know, at one point I was just so checked out that I was like, you know, what? it's so fake. They already choose who they want to be. And I still kind of think that that's true. But I do pay a little bit more attention because I believe that regardless of whether it's chosen or fixed, I should say, or not, it still impacts the way kind of the spirit of this age flows. So, you know. I've heard somebody say if Hillary had been elected, we might be locked up right now for preaching the gospel. But the fact that a conservative got in, you know, it kind of gave us a little bit more of a buffer zone to continue to kind of, you know, it gave, it gave us a little bit more freedom to preach the gospel, considering that theoretically conservatives are supposed to be a little bit more in line with the gospel. So the conservatives are more like the 
evangelical type, liberals, their good quality is benevolence. You know, they like social programs. They like to give and stuff like that. So that is godly in a sense. But all that other stuff like abortion and, you know, weed and all that other crazy stuff, the LGBT, that's not really of God. You know, people people say conservatives are greedy, so that's not of God either. So all these different things. Brother Joseph says political affiliation is the greatest golden calf in this nation and sadly among professing Christians. You're right, brother. It can certainly be a golden calf, as you put it. And it's debatable how God feels about it. You know, you have some folks that are like super woke that will just say that the election is, you know, God has nothing to do with that. Jesus said, render unto Caesar was Caesar and render unto God was God. So he's all about the gospel. And that's kind of where I lean. That being said, I've been paying more attention to politics this year. And some Christians will make the case that God has always been political. You know, that uh, the kings I mentioned, you know, God always dealt with the kings. He dealt with, you know, all the kings, Ahab, Hezekiah, you know, kings like that. Uh, Saul, David, and it was always this, this kind of um, relationship with God and the kings of the world. I, I cited the scripture earlier that the heart of the king lies in the hand of the Lord and he turns it whithersoever he will. So we can make a case either way as to if God cares about politics or not. That being said, whether he does or doesn't care about politics, people still make an idol of those politics and you're right that it can certainly be a golden calf certainly be a golden calf god bless you sister Marsha. sister roxanne says we're dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places amen sister it is spiritual absolutely god bless you deidre happy saturday praise the lord i put a little smile on my face them little them little that little emoji there and that little thing but let me let me not say nothing because then people are going to accuse me of being favoritism and all that Tatiana says, having a Republican president hasn't shut down abortion or the gay agenda. You know what? You're right about that. It really hasn't stopped anything, if you really think about it. <clears throat> I kind of believe maybe it has sl slowed it down. But ultimately, we know because it is written where this thing is ultimately headed. That's the other thing. I think people are passionate about this election because we went through a pandemic and people have been thinking more about life and they've been thinking more about their mortality and for whatever reason people believe that some people on the extreme left believe that Donald Trump is just responsible for everything wrong that COVID-19 has done that he's just, <laughs> that he's you know somehow even though it's a worldwide and global pandemic you know folks like to attribute uh, all of the blame to him and that goes back to that God mentality that people have about government. The fact that you think that one man is capable of basically establishing a worldwide pandemic. Now, this whole COVID thing in and of itself is just really interesting because it's, it's hard to kind of get a gauge on how much it is or is not affecting us. And... What I'm looking for right now, I'm looking for this poll and I found it. I actually put up a poll on this channel's community page, which is on YouTube. And I said, hey, everyone, how many people do you 
and I put this in all caps because I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want y'all to misunderstand the question. How many people do you personally know that have died from COVID-19? I said my condolences if you have been personally affected, but I'm just taking a personal poll. Thanks. So this was three months ago. So a lot could have changed in three months. But three months also was probably about three months into the pandemic. Let me see. March. It started around March. Stuff got shut down March, April, May. And what are we now? June, July, August, September, October. No, we was even further into it. We was past May. May, June, July. I might have put this on July. I don't know the date. Anyway, three months from whatever, whatever today. And we practically in November. Y'all know I'm trying to hold on to these little bit of brain cells I got. But anyway, so out of the 86 people that responded at that time, zero. Okay, zero deaths. People who have not personally known anybody that have died from COVID-19. Not cases, but have died. 74% said they don't know anyone who's died from it. 22% say that they know one to three people who have died from COVID-19 and 3% say that they know four to six people who have died from COVID-19. Oh, I put seven plus up here. Nobody knows more than seven people who have died from it. So I hope people read that question the right way. And our little 86 people that's on this channel is probably not anywhere near the reality of the country but the reason why I put it up is because I wanted to just get a little bit of a feel for like how how real is this thing you know they saying cases and all these cases we got all these tests and stuff like that but I think if you're a young person you basically have like a 99.9 survival rate and even if you're like just overall even including everybody I think it's like a 97 or 90 basically you have an extremely high chance of surviving whether you get it or not that being said i still thought these results were interesting now in my life i know three people who have died from covid19 now this is very interesting and and this is a uh my cousin who i'm very close with so i want to be sensitive how i talk about it and i think i mentioned this before but his grandmother died from COVID-19, but she was 95 years old. Now, as her grandmother was sick, the mother was, I think, taking her to the hospital and stuff like that, which is his mom. And the reason why I'm saying like his mom, his grandmother is because he and I, we share the same father's side, but all of this happened on his mother's side. So I'm not even sure if I ever met his grandmother. I, no, I think I did. I can't remember. But anyway, point being, she was 95 years old. And then her daughter, which is his mom, who was probably in her early 70s, she died of it as well. She had asthma and she was also a heavier lady. And then finally, his uncle, which is his mom's brother, he passed away shortly after that. So... In about a span of a month or so, he lost basically three people to COVID-19, which was just wild, you know, so I'm praying for him. But other other than those three examples that I just referenced, those are the only cases that I know of where someone has died from COVID-19. Now, and, and I'm going to say this, had it not been for his family, 
now that this is a good thing, I probably will be one of those folks that's just completely wondering if the whole thing is fake. Like if it weren't for him, I would be genuinely thinking that this is probably not even legit. But but anyway, that happened. So all of that to say, people are thinking more about self-preservation and going back to this whole government becoming God thing and going back to the whole perception of good and evil. What one thing that politics teaches us is that people always have a concept of a villain. There's always a devil that I want to point to. It may not be the actual devil. You know, I I might even be an atheist or an agnostic, but I always have to have someone that is the antagonist in my life that represents where, where my source of evil is coming from. And the media has convinced a lot of people that it's the left, it's the right, it's Donald Trump, it's it could be Joe Biden and all of these different things. And people buy it hook, line and sinker because they don't actually have a, a revelation and a relationship with the true and living God. So that's how folks are able to be manipulated. So to your point, Sister Tatiana, I agree. It hasn't shut down either one of them. But I, I just kind of like to think maybe it's just put a little bit of a buffer on it. I, I really don't know. It's hypothetical. Hey, God bless you. Who do we have on the call? Hello. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Is this the live call? Yes. Yeah, this is the live call. This is Brother Greg. Who do I have on the call? Oh, okay. This is Deidre. Hey, Sister Deidre. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What's on your mind? Okay. I wanted to talk about the, um, I love every, I love this topic because my grandmother and I, we have these conversations all the time and other family members, um, and then people in my circle, we have this conversation. Mm-hmm. all the time and um, I wanted to talk about the COVID-19 incident when it um, I had family members who were really sick around October November and December of last year and even the beginning of January of this year and they had so when the whole shutdown happened and the CDC was pouring out the symptoms and and everything um, you know what the symptoms are my family members, they had those same things. So I believe it started even last year, wow. the end of last year. And I remember over the Christmas holiday, a lot of um, my little cousins, a lot of the kids, they were really sick. My sister was really sick in January, but they all recovered. I was like, and my mom, she kept saying, I think your sister had it, but she just didn't know. They didn't have a name for it at that time. So I thought that was very, very interesting. And I also had one uncle who passed away from um, COVID, but he also had a lot of underlying health issues. So that that was an interesting thing. So Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of insight, sister. And as early as October, November of last year, you're saying mm-hmm. that you wonder. Now, this thing is so tricky because on the one hand, it's kind of like, Flu is similar to stuff that you will find with like a cold or even the flu. So let me mm-hmm. ask you this: Were there any are there any unique symptoms to COVID? And because I, I haven't even looked at the symptoms, like I'm so <laughs> I'm so focused on not getting it, I purposely haven't even looked at the symptoms. You know what? I believe though some of the main ones were they were all of them were very very similar to the flu. When I looked on the CDC, I believe it was, um, I guess, like the some people had heart heart palpitations um, or um, it was hard for them to breathe. Um, They're just very similar to the flu. 
chill. Um, everybody, but see, everybody's body is so different. I know a person, um, she did, she caught COVID and she was okay in three days. She was like, I just pumped with vitamin C, some zinc. And she was like, I got in the bed and I rested. And she was like, and that was it. So it, I think for me, it's just a fear mongering, of course, wow. that, that bothers me. And, you know, and people are like, um, I'm in the DM, I'm in the DC area. So I know I'm like in my everyday life, people are out moving. Right. And I, I just don't, I don't wear a mask when I'm out. And the only reason I wear one when I'm in a grocery store is because you can't go into a grocery store or any other store without it. Other than that, I never became fearful. And I was like, Lord, you hide me. You shield me. Yeah. If I haven't caught uh, the flu or common cold in over 10 years, wow. why would I fear, why would I fear anything else? So it's, it's, I think for me, it's just the fear mongering. And I think the Lord has given me an insight of just how the media runs and who runs the media. It's run, it's ran by liberals and people, they control what we see and what we don't see. Wow. So a lot of the times uh, I had a family member, she literally said, oh, I watch CNN as like it's a soap opera. And I'm like, mm. why would you do that? <laughs> and I said, you're constantly pumping feet because you don't want people to drop anything off at your house. I said, but before the lockdown happened, everybody was moving around, touching things in close proximity, and no one said anything. But as soon as the media said lockdown, go in the house, that's where the fear came. And I'm like, I'm not going to be locked down. I'm just not doing that. So I just praise God. But I love the topic for tonight, and it's, it's awesome. It's everything that I always talk about. Praise the Lord. With people that are close to me. So keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Okay. I appreciate that, sister. Thanks for calling that, sister Deidre. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's, um, I feel the same way. I feel like if nobody ever told me that this pandemic existed, then I would just be going about my everyday life. I might've gotten a cold or something like that. By the grace of God, I haven't gotten genuinely sick basically since the shutdown probably you know before that i can't remember but since everything i now there's been a, a few days where i felt a little bit wonky but i believe that the reason why i haven't gotten sick honestly is because i've been sleeping in like, i've been getting rest i've been working from home since march and i have not set my alarm i think since march i probably set my alarm maybe like f- no more than five times and every other time I've woke up naturally and I just believe that it's my body getting rest that has allowed me to kind of fight off anything that my body might have been trying to get. And of course, obviously, by the grace of God as well. So that's really good insight that Sister Deidre kind of put out there. And to her point, people who might watch CNN all day, like her relative, they will look at this election and treat it like, OK, If I put Trump in here and Trump doesn't take it that seriously, then he's going to contribute to my death. So they they are literally looking at it like a life and death situation. And then on the other side, you know, like Biden, he seems to be content with just kind of like shutting everything down. So there's just so, so many variables on all of this. Does it exist? I think it exists because I think it's it's judgment on this nation. So God probably did send it. But I believe that if we pray Psalm 51, I'm sorry, no, Psalm 91, 
then and we have faith in that, then God will cover us and make sure that no harm, you know, no evil will befall us. So let me let me let me pop back in here. That's a great call. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hold on real quick. Somebody in here making jokes. <laughs> Don't make jokes, man. Y'all know y'all know I'm immature like that, man. <laughs> That's all I want to do is just make jokes. Um, let me see. Who is that? Oh, Jedi Mike Seven said they said we are heading to Wakanda. Okay, he in there making jokes. <laughs> God bless you, uh, DEC montages. Oh, he want to trick or treat. We ain't doing that on this channel, brother. I'd advise you not to do that, my friend. Let me see. I, I'm trying to get back to where I was, but I feel like I must have not got very far initially. Let's see. I want to see this comment. BNSV says, I heard it said, heaven on earth without God. That's a rejection of God. Yeah, people want to create a utopia. They want to, I say, y'all I, I probably heard me say this a few times now. We treat God like the whopper. You know, have it your way. You can if you if you don't like lettuce, you don't put lettuce on it. You don't like tomato. You want to add extra cheese, add an extra ketchup or something like that. And that's kind of how we treat God. God made man in His own image and likeness. And now, because man has rejected God, man is on a constant quest to, if he even wants to acknowledge God, to make God into man's own image and likeness. So we're trying to convince God to be more like us. When in actuality, God is unchanging. So we need to adjust to him. He's not going to adjust to us. He'll meet us. He'll save us. He'll love us. But he's not going to change himself for us. He will change us to be more like him. Sister Jewel says, ironically, my mom and I had this very conversation today. Sometimes we don't even know the extent of what we're asking for. Wow. Turn this down a little bit. Roxanne says, to be honest, neither candidate has any impact on my life. Jesus Christ is who I trust and who I have to answer to. This is what we have to deal with on earth in this fleshly body. They want a king. Yeah. And like somebody said earlier, it's, it's people do want a king. That's the other point I want to make. This sort of hysteria. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. This sort of hysteria that we see going on is really an indication of how ripe are people for the coming on of the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist is going to have to come out of chaos, it's going to be order out of chaos, and he's going to have to be a savior figure. He's going to have to be a, a, a false messiah to people. So when we see people who feel so strongly to the point where you want to riot about whether your candidate wins or loses, that's really showing that people have reached the mode of savior, right? People have reached the mode of, okay, I need to look to this person to rescue me. There's certain interests that I have in life and I need to make sure that this person represents my interests. So I need someone to rescue me. So yeah, it's a very good indication of where we are. It's like a litmus test. <sighs> DEC Montage says, is it okay to be Christian and go trick-or-treating? Short answer, because we're not talking about that tonight, is no, it's not okay. Um, there's a lot of videos on that. You can do some research on YouTube, and I'm sure you'll find some really great stuff. You know, this is way off topic. Doesn't fit in anywhere, actually. But I heard in prayer this week, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I suffer not a witch to live. 
I suffer not a witch to live. And what I took from that, I didn't I didn't know where the Lord wanted me to I didn't know whether he wanted me to say it on here, whether he wanted me to write about it, whether he wanted me to make an Instagram or Facebook post, but because I didn't get any more from it other than I just heard I suffered not a witch to live. And so but my takeaway, I believe that in the short term, uh, God is going to put an end to some witches. So hopefully y'all don't know too many witches. But if you see witches just begin to die, don't be surprised if that's a move of God, because I heard I suffer not a witch to live. And my takeaway from that is that some of these witches are going to start dropping. So times like this, we have to be very prayerful because obviously this is Halloween, quote unquote. And we know that this is really I believe this is like the satanic high Sabbath or something like that. That's how the Satanists view it. If you look into Alistair Crowley and all of these people who want to make Halloween popular and put all these curses up. So there's a lot of spiritual climate that's going on in these moments. So we don't need to be fearful, but we do need to be prayerful. And we also, more importantly, don't don't want to participate. You know, Brother David Williams says something very interesting, maybe like a year or two ago. He was talking about how the Lord gave him this revelation of how during a Passover, if you wanted to show that you were of God, you had to put the blood of the lamb over your doorpost and the death angel would pass over you. Brother David Williams said that the Lord revealed to him that when you have a jack-o'-lantern and you put that jack-o'-lantern, that pumpkin in front of your house, what that's like is a sign that almost invites the enemy in. You're inviting the enemy to say, okay, this house is marked, not for anything good, but this house is marked for me to invade it. This house is marked that I can come into it, that I can be, be that my presence is welcome here because of that jack, jack I don't know how to say that word, jack-o'-lantern that people put on the front. So that's David Williams revelation. The Lord has not told me that specifically, but it did bear witness with my spirit. So we should be mindful of that. But back to what we're talking about. I want to read some of you guys comments. Yeah. Fanatic and extreme. Somebody said it's a circus. BNSP said it's a circus. Absolutely. Roxanne says, regardless of who wins, God is still in control. He's the only one who knows our beginning and our ending. All I know is a prideful man will definitely have a greater fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, in, a, in, a, in a bad way, let me say it this way. The Bible says this. It says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And regardless of who wins, if people don't change, judgment is still going to continue in this country. This is why I say it's not even about looking to some man. It's about your personal reverence for the Lord. You know, we we have to change collectively. One of the scriptures says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from my from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land and I will be their God. So that's what it's really about. You know, it, it's listen, I, I might have been a little extreme with it when it first happened. But I think when Oprah fell on that stage, I think. <laughs> I think there was something behind that. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if it's the fall of this country. It might have been the fall of celebrities because we've seen a lot of like the whole celebrity concept is just watered down now. Most people don't even care about celebrities, but it could also have something to do with the country. I just feel like 
if this country doesn't change, then we're going to be in danger of the judgment of God. Now, the, th the good thing about being saved is you're kind of like Lot when God destroyed Sodom. He sent his angels and he poured Lot out. He poured Lot's family out. He said, listen, let them know. He told the family, told the son-in-laws they didn't want to listen. Lot got out. His wife looked back, turned to a pillar of salt. So, you know, God can send judgment and preserve people at the same time. One of the scriptures says that God knows how to, um, I'll paraphrase this, uh, he, he knows how to punish the ungodly, and he also knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation or out of trial at the same time. So if you know the Lord, you don't have to fear. But if you don't know the Lord, you should be very afraid. <laughs> That's because you don't your next second, your next moment is not even promised. Sister Sherry says elections divide people. Absolutely. Thank you, Jedi Mike. He, he uh, pointed that out to me. Ice Cube's thing was called the contract of black America. Thank you for that, Jedi Mike. Uh, literally outrage, a sad thing to watch. Bernard Brad says, President Trump puts God first. God makes no mistakes. Yeah, it's a debatable thing if President Trump is of God or not. Now, the, the people who believe that he is of God, they think that he's a type of King Cyrus. King Cyrus was basically a man. He wasn't really a godly man. I don't even think he was like from Israel. I got to go back and research, but he wasn't like a a person that knew the Lord, but he was a person that the Lord put in power to accomplish his will. And some people say that President Trump, he's a he's he's very brazen. Uh, maybe that's not the word I want to use. He's very bumptious. I learned that word from somebody else. He's very bumptious. Right. Let's look here and see what that means. I don't forgot what it meant, even though I. Hold on. OK. Bumptious means self-assertive or proud to an irritating degree. <laughs> I learned that word from somebody else I watch. But he's a very bumptious person. He is, if you look at him that way, he's very self-assertive. You could argue he's very proud. And he is that way to the point of an irritating degree if you choose to be irritated by him. Personally, he doesn't irritate me. I think he's kind of entertaining. I think he's a little bit misunderstood, but I'm not about to come to his defense or anything like that. But the people who do think he's of God think that he's like a King Cyrus. You know, he's coming to build this wall to kind of restore order, to kind of bring things back, even though he himself is not presidential. OK, when you're a logical person and this is just so interesting because statistically and this goes back to my point about Lil Wayne, Ice Cube and 50 Cent. Statistically, men tend to vote more conservative than women. Uh, men tend to uh, men vote more conservative. Women vote more liberal. A, a lot of the issue with Trump has nothing to do with his policies. It has to do with his personality. Now, most guys, most real guys could care less about a person's personality. I'm not, I don't care if you my concern is, can you get the job done? I'm, if I'm voting for a president, which the Lord hasn't told me whether he wants me to vote or not, I kind of want to vote, but he hasn't told me whether he wants me to or not. But anyway, I'm looking at what are your policies, okay, and what are you what are you bringing to the table? But when people are emotional, they're going to look at somebody's personality. Now, I don't think it's completely out of the question to look at a candidate's personality and factor that in. Because it does say something about that person. It does matter to a certain degree. But make sure that when you look at that uh, 
personality, make sure that you're basing it off of factual information. You know, take Trump in the racism thing. A lot of people think he's racist. Okay, is he racist? I don't know if he's racist or not. Personally, I don't I don't really think he's racist. I think he's just a guy who sees things from his perspective and he's literally ignorant when it comes to certain things. But as far but but so then what has he done? Okay. He's got a lot of black folks out of prison. He has given HBCUs a lot of funding. According to him, they would have to get funding renewed every year. And he was like, why y'all, why do y'all have to go through this process of getting it renewed every year? Why don't we just give y'all 10 years out? So he just gave them like 10 times, not 10 times what they would get in, but like basically he just set it in motion that they don't have to come and have their hand out every time. He also came up with an actual plan, unlike Joe Biden. But, you know, Trump came up with this platinum plan that supposedly is going to recirculate. I think he said, what, 500 million or billion dollars or jobs, something like that. I'm going to get it all jacked up. But the point is, regardless of how he thinks personally, tangibly in real life, like outside of CNN and outside of Twitter, he's actually doing constructive things you know, to try to uh, uplift black people, you know, but then he'll do something like he'll say something like Baltimore is a rat infested crime, you know, crappy city or something like that. But then you got to ask the question, what is it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, is it? Because after he said that a lot of people from Baltimore, if you talk to the people that live in the hood in Baltimore, a lot of them were, or at least some of them were like, he's right. And statistically he is right. Uh, Baltimore, I think, was like number eight on the list when it came to rats, according to Orkin. If, as far as crime, I forget where they rank, but they got to be like top 10 because it's not sweet out Baltimore at all. So, yeah, everything you said was true. But the issue is that when folks are emotional, we just don't want to hear it from you because you're a rich white man with blonde hair and, you know, you look funny and you're an orange man. So, I just don't want to hear the truth. And more importantly, I don't want to hear the truth from you, you know, but we got to look at accountability. Now, on the flip side, Joe Biden came up with the 94 crime bill, which put a ton of black men in prison for a long time. Joe Biden basically said, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Now, he might have been joking. I don't know. But just the fact that he feel like he can joke like that, like he is on cookout status. He's not on cookout status. Um. He also said that unlike Hispanic ple- uh, people, which are very diverse, you know, black people are pretty much all the same. So him and the Democrats who run most of these Democratic cities, they just kind of have this sentiment like black people are just in their back pocket. You know, like I, I, pull, I just pull you out when I need you. Hillary Clinton goes on a breakfast club and says, you know, one thing you don't know about me is I keep hot sauce in my purse every time I walk around. So she goes on a black hip-hop show and just brags about how much she just all of a sudden loves hot sauce because she's trying to pander to black people because she thinks that you're stupid or actually she thinks we're stupid because she probably would think I'm stupid too but I'm not so that being said um it's not about how you feel and, and and these personalities and stuff like this it's about doing real research real information and figuring out what is really going to change, what is really going to be brought to the table. And 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 I want to say this one last thing. I'm sorry to talk about the black stuff so much tonight, but 
But ultimately, this gets back to my point when I asked the question earlier, who is the leader of the Asian, the Indian, the Filipino community, you know, even the, the actual African community, the Africans that migrate over there from Africa, who is the leader of those communities? They don't have one because they come here, they have a personal goal, personal accountability, they leverage these rights, and they generally do very well. You know, they tend to excel and they tend to make a living in this country. They clamor to get into this country because they know that if I get in here, I can work hard and I can make something of myself. So I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but I was just talking about the whole um, kind of like this pandering thing and how they how they feel like they just have folks in their back pocket. But anyway, people people come over here and they make a way for themselves. It'll come back to me in a second. Let me get through this. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hang around a little bit. I kind of like this conversation. Getting some stuff off my chest. You know, I might lose some subscribers, but who cares? BSV says, I believe it's deeper than red or blue. I don't like politics because there's always those who say what you want to hear. So I'm looking at the world, especially what's happening in Venezuela. That's another good point. And I don't know what's happening in Venezuela's system. I might have to read up on that. But that's another reason why I kind of prefer Trump. Like, unlike Hillary Hot Sauce Clinton, you know, and Joe, you ain't black Biden who will pretend like they're my friend and, you know, try to pretend like they're not racist. Somebody like Trump, he'll just tell you straight up, you know what I mean? Like, he'll just tell you he, he's a straight shooter. Now, he's been wrong on some stuff. Every president has been wrong on some stuff. But generally speaking, he's a straight shooter. Um, that's another point I forgot to make before COVID. He had the economy booming like, you know, black people was doing well in the economy. Every the whole country was doing well before COVID hit. So he's a straight shooter. But somebody like Joe Biden, if you go and look an example of like the fossil fuels and the fracking is kind of him switching up. So he goes to Pennsylvania, which they have a lot of people that work in, um, you know, uh, uh, like energy. And he says, I'm not going to ban fracking. But he's literally on record like four times at least. One lady, he told me, he said, look me in my eyes. <laughs> he told her, like, look me in the eye. And he was telling them that they're not going to be any fossil fuels and that he is going to ban fracking. So he's basically banking off of people's ignorance. Most people, they're so busy with work and family and to be quite honest, entertaining, entertaining themselves that they don't even take the time to like do digging to really see what are these folks actually saying? What are they actually saying? And so what that does is it allows people to be able to flip flop. It allows them to be able to say whatever they want at the right place at the right time. You know, I was talking to my neighbor one day. He was, uh, he said he typically votes conservative, but he's thinking about voting for um, Biden this year. And I was just kind of listening to him. I didn't debate him or anything like that, but one thing he, he brought up was Trump putting kids in cages that actually those cages were built in the in the Obama administration administration. And the picture that was circulating around is from 2014. And people were saying that that was the Trump administration. But that picture is from 2014. Trump didn't get elected until 2016. So anytime something's presented to you, especially from the media, you can't take it at face value. You have to do a little bit of digging. Say, okay, let me see what the other side says. Let me let me see what, you know, okay, I watched 
Fox News. Let me see what CNN says. I watched CNN. Actually, both of them kind of like trash. Let me let me just do some some real digging somewhere. <laughs> you know, let me talk to people on the streets. Find find some other source than just being fed whatever's fed to you and just eating whatever's fed to you. Yeah, emotional is the word. People's feelings these days. Marsha says, goodness sakes, I posted a video of Pelosi's district and how horrible it looked. And one of my IG followers who's been following me since 2016 went ballistic. And the comments begging in the comments begging me not to vote for Donald Trump. And I never said who I was voting for. I was just exposing the corruption. And she said, Pelosi trying to save us. And I was like, you've been following me for four years, so you don't know by now through my post that only Jesus saves and I'm with Jesus. So you've ignored that for like four years. It, it, that's what that's why I call it hysteria. That's why I call it hysteria. Let's see what we got. On hey, God bless you. This is Brother Greg on Solid Talk. Who do I have on the line? Hello, man of God. This is Michael Sowell. Um, I'm also Jedi Mike 7 in the comment section. Hey, what's going on, Brother Mike? How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, hello, everyone. Um, God bless everyone in the in the chat. Um, uh, yeah, this year, any if simple words is biblical. Um, I just like one. I love. Um, like I, I hadn't had a chance to. This is my first time calling. Just want to say I appreciate everything what you're doing, brother. And uh, as this is just like the previous um, caller, uh, which uh, the young lady, which she's mentioning, like this is what like. I've been talking about every single day with my, you know, my close friends. So just seeing, having an open face Christian conversation about this is just really, it's just, um, it's a blessing just to hear it. Um, and, um, and, uh, and also even the people in the comment section too, just, just like the mature, just the maturity and this, and in this platform that you have, man, is really the blessing. I just want you to know, notice that. Um, but yeah, uh, going to, to the topic of the show, yeah, talking about this is false uh, idols. It's basically becoming uh, America's becoming ba- Babylon, and what you know ultimately is going to happen is going to fall. Unfortunately, we don't, you know, we don't realign ourselves with um, in our hearts, our minds with the uh, with the Lord. And um, and thing is, I know in position terms of like specifically with black people, it's just uh, uh, you see the situation with you know Ice Cube, like that whole situation just really frustrated me because it's just like you see a man who. Um, regardless of, like, of his past and being a rapper, and you made a point. Why is it that in the black community that is always, like, in rappers, entertainers, you know, that are kind of like the voices and not the the uh, PhDs, the doctors, the lawyers, the uh, the people that, that was the, the bank owners, the people that actually are, are laying the foundation with the black community used to be in back in the day and during the days of Black Wall Street, which you can look up. Um, and just like, what have we as black people have aligned ourselves to um, and let this in terms of demonic spirit, no, um, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, how, how does, like, what has caused us to basically be in terms of this kind of uh, this, this uh, double-minded perspective as we walk in, in this, our way in Christ, mm-hmm. um, especially today in this world, is really um, it's sad, um, heartbreaking to see that, man. But um, I, like I said, after Tuesday, um, was the election day, I just know I'm 22 years old. Um, this is like my second election that I'm voting for. I've been very conservative, obviously, because of my um, uh, of my belief. Also, you know, I'm also African American and also believe in loving people too. But and I just don't know that whatever happens is that I know that Lord and Savior is going to be my 
I was going to be the, the dictator and be my protector no matter what. Um, so I have no fear. I just pray for safety uh, to not only to you, but the people on this call. I pray that all over our nation right now and we moving forward and hopefully that in the next course uh, post-COVID when it will be over, uh, in Jesus' name it will be, um, and that uh, hopefully that we can have our hearts aligned to Christ as it's been written, as it's been so. Um, so thank you, man of God, for having me on, um, on the line. I don't want to keep you up. Uh, thank you so much for that call, Brother Mike. Um, yeah, that is so vital. That is so important, and I definitely received that that prayer. Um, and I just want to say before you get off, man, it, it brings a smile to my face that you're 22 years old and you know the Lord, you know, and yeah. not, not only that, you know, the Lord, but like, like, you know, the Lord and you seem like you have a sound mind. You're just 10 steps ahead of everything, man. I didn't meet the Lord until I was 28, you know, so to hear you at 22 serving the Lord, man, that's just a blessing. Um, and, and I just want to uh, praise God for that. Yeah, thank you. And I will say that like this walk has not been easy, especially at my age. Uh, obviously, temptation comes and goes throughout my walk. I mean, I'm in college right now, about to soon be graduating. Um, but even just as a, as a man of faith and just in terms of school, very difficult. Like, I graduated in class 2017. That, uh, uh, that was by the election was like mid of the year. And, and it just the division in my classroom was just really was just so frustrating to end my, my high school experience on that note, you know, of that election and just and, – uh, and I was just feeling like kind of lost terms like there's nowhere else I can go but, you know, the word of God, because it's just like I, I, I like what Ice Cube says. I don't trust neither of them. I feel both are demonic in, severe, in many different ways because it is man-made. And as man and as flesh, excuse me, as flesh, it is flawed. And um, but, the Holy, but the Holy Spirit is pure. And um, and that's why I'm just praying um, that whatever happens is just like because um, the Lord um, it's gonna get his uh, uh, get up in the words of the old saying, you know, "Who gets the last laugh?" The kingdom's gonna get the last laugh, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know. Um, but uh, we, I just know that uh, I we just can't be in terms of, especially in my age. I feel like I'm, I mean, I was born in '98, so I don't know, it's like the millennial or millennial age, I guess. What do you call it? Mm -hmm. um, but it's just like our age, you know. We are very, we have a lot of potential, but I feel like in the same ways that we're going to, uh, you know, you raise a child up in the way of the Lord, he will not depart, is that we have responsibility in terms of raising the generation after us um, to make sure that we that still be aligned to the kingdom of God. That's the only way we're going to survive. That's the only way. Because, you know, uh, demonic spirit is real. Satan is real. Witchcraft is real, right? Mm -hmm. And I, 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 like, like, I believe it so. Some folks just don't act like it's just hocus pocus. It is not. Demons are real. They're... And, and, and Satan is not, and listen, God is not the only person, only being that has a call in your life. Satan has a call on your life. Mm. Satan has a call on people. They're on, they're going to attack you as a plan, has a blueprint, just like they do when they go into war. Um, but like, but I'm just saying is that we know we serve a true living God. Yeah. We are a superior being in Satan, and we're going to win in the name of Jesus. Amen. But, in um, the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, sir. So I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to keep you up. Um, you get some more callers, sir. But yeah, thank you for having me, sir. And God bless you. All right. Thank you. God bless you, brother Mike. All right. You too. Right. Bye. Bye. Praise the Lord. That just blessed my soul to see, um, to hear brother Mike call on. You know what I mean? 22 years old, man. God is just so good. Yeah, family, we are, we're at 930. I don't want to go too far. So what I'm going to do now, I'm just going to kind of, kind of go towards somewhere around the, 
the end and we'll just kind of round it out. But this is one where I will go back. I will try to remember to go back and um, look at the comments just to kind of see what folks are saying. God bless you, May Altima, Altima, excuse me. Yasina, Esther, Rays, De La Cruz, Bunting. God bless you. <laughs> Research is necessary. Yeah, so I'm kind of toward the end. Let's see. Burnished Brass says, Jesus is draining the swamp. So praise the Lord if he is. Brittany C says, I know some people think Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Obama's a man. Have you heard that? <laughs> I heard that theory. I'm not getting into that tonight. You know, I, I don't think she is. There was this peculiar clip where Barack called her Michael one time. But other than that, I don't really, I'm not even going to get into that tonight. But I have heard it to answer your question. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Brother Cullen. Hallelujah. Yeah, oh, I'm way at the end. Y'all on that call. I'm suspicious about Epstein-Clinton scandal and the whole China and Russia in bed with Biden. So much being discovered, yet the media is not t talking truth. On the contrary, lots of covering up. Yeah, I noticed that be at his feet. I've definitely noticed that. Oh, let me go up a little bit real quick because I just want to do this. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> Sister Roxanne says, 45 is a liar. Very prideful and selfish and selfless. God can use anything or anyone, but he still needs to repent. Well, this is what I'll say about Donald Trump. <clears throat> when they asked him about his relationship with God, and this was this was like, I think, maybe before he got elected or as soon as he got elected. I can't remember. But they asked him, do you repent? And he basically said, no, I don't repent. I just try to do better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try to do better the next day. I don't necessarily think he's a Christian. You know, I don't I don't like to say whether somebody is or is not a Christian. Y'all know I got in trouble with that with Boosie. Y'all got on me for that. How you know Boosie ain't saved, you know? Um, so I acknowledge I don't know where people's hearts are, are with God. You know, and that's just funny to me. Every time I see Boosie, like, on Vlad TV or just doing something crazy on social media, I just think about that. <laughs> But I'm like, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to judge no man after the flesh. I don't know what you're doing in his life, you know, but I'm going to leave that alone. May Altimus, May Altimus says, President Trump is not saved, but I do believe he is the Lord's chosen to use to bring redemption to in this country. And the Lord said he loves Trump and that Trump is his servant. That's another interesting take, sister. It's, you know, it there's a, there's a, there's something called controlled opposition so there's like three three camps of trump some people think he's wicked some people think he's of god and he was sent by god and some people think that he's basically a decoy that he's like controlled resistance in the sense of he is just basically the people who think this believe that the whole left right thing is just one big scheme and it's all being controlled and Trump is just like a character that's being played to kind of represent basically like, I guess, the, the 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 supposed preserving of America, if we want to say it that way. So I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. I don't necessarily think he's saved, you know, but only God really knows, you know, or whoever God has revealed it to say so he didn't help clean up Baltimore either. No, he didn't. You know, I don't know. That one lady is trying to clean up Baltimore, uh, Kim Klasick or whatever, or whatever her name is. So we'll see. 
Whoever was in Baltimore at first, they weren't cleaning it up either, so I really don't know. Uh, Daniel 2 and 21, Sister Brittany puts in this scripture. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Amen, sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brittany says, I feel whoever is in position of power, especially a leader over a nation, God put them there for a purpose. Okay. That that is scriptural. I'll say that. I I do believe that like in its rawest form, I believe anything that's going on, even if Satan is the prince and power of this world, I still believe it's all working for good. And I believe that God is still in control of all of it. <laughs> Marsha says, I don't think Hillary eats hot sauce at all. Hot sauce makes you look youthful. <laughs> well, I don't know, sister, but, you know. I'll probably never come across Hillary Clinton ever in my life, but like the jerk in me kind of wants to, if I ever do come across her and she has a purse, I just want to be like, do you have hot sauce in your purse? <laughs> I just want to see if she does or not. Like, I just want to see. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, but if I'm a betting man, I'm betting that she's not going to have any. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so I'm I pretty much caught up. I I haven't read all the comments, but... You know, I uh, I'm gonna go back and read them in the interest of time. We're gonna call it a night. But with all that being said, family, we do have this election coming up next Tuesday. I think it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, we're going to see how things shake out. We're going to see um, if we have a new president or if we have a president that's reelected. You know, the, the Lord shares something about Trump. I can't even talk about it. Uh, it's not good, you know, but um. Uh, not in terms of anything he's doing, but it's, it's something that happened to him in a dream that I had. But it hasn't been confirmed. If it gets confirmed, then I come on here and make it official. So take that with an extreme grain. Actually, don't even take that at all. Don't even take that as a grain of salt. Just, just don't. Just pretend like I ain't say it. But anyway, it's a fine. It's a fun time to be alive. And uh, that's all I have in tonight's solid talk. You know, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. And yeah. That's pretty much it. So that's all I have in the Solid Talk family. I enjoyed the discussion. Thank everyone that called in. Each of you offered something extremely insightful. So I praise God for that. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya This walk can get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect
Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in